Hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football, on the pitch, off the pitch. Welcome back, Hamza. Oh, it's been a while for me. I know, right? You've been holding the fort all by yourself. Well, yeah, I definitely... This time, at least, I didn't kill you and take over the podcast, but that hasn't happened yet. Maybe next time. Yes, you'll do that in the future for sure. Yeah. So I had a couple solo episodes, but now you're back. This is the last episode of 2023. Let's start off with the games this week. I just wanted a couple highlights. I want to start with Arsenal West Ham. Aren't you happy about that result? Oh, so happy. So they lose 2-0 at home. Don't you feel like Arsenal kind of have been having the same problems as City? In a sense that they really try to control the game, and they do for the most part. They create a lot of chances, but they don't always win. They're not that good this year. I think, do you know what I think it's, they're not as threatening as last year? is because Saka's not good. Like There's some number on like how much he scored versus some other random player, another team, maybe some Chelsea, Chelsea I think. And he's basically hasn't performed this year at all. I think it's part part of that because last year he was very very important to them. Martinelli is also important. It's just that they're not that good this year, right? And West Ham good for them for parking the bus. I mean, honestly, David Moyes and I follow West Ham fans. They are ruthless. <laughs> David Moyes out, and they are they hate their players so much. They're, they're, it's kind of like this love-hate relationship where they love them and all of a sudden, oh, you suck, we hate you, why are you doing this? Why can't you even defend? But now, like, honestly, David Moyes is surprising me. Yeah, so there's some crazy thing where in he's played the top four, like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, United, uh, Arsenal, Chelsea or something in the last 70-something games. This is his first win well, against these top three teams, top four teams. Well, th- this year at least he he won Man United. I guess they're not a top team. Not this season, yeah. <laughs> not, you can't really count. He that tied team. Liverpool, no, or yeah. he lost three two or something like that. But anyway, I think they have a pretty good record. I think they're at sixth right now in the, yeah. in the on the, in mean, the table. That's, that's kind of impressive from a team that was about to be relegated last year and they lost. But I'm but I'm sorry. Right. So, when it comes to fans, though, Arsenal fans are the most annoying. They were crying about every time they lose or don't they don't win a game. Re- they cry bar. about the ref. Yeah. Oh, ref is against us. They're all against yeah, us. Yeah, maybe maybe you should have scored this like yeah, another stop. goal instead of conceding the second goal. Okay, all fans are annoying. I would say most people are, they would be obviously on their team side. Why didn't they give us a penalty or like, why that, didn't they give us a goal? That but, was a tough one. You to know, that was a, but, but I'm sorry, but this happens to Arsenal fans every time they whine about this. Every single time. But the thing is, it's even not, my United fans, but it's they not, also whine about no, this. No, but constantly. Arsenal is like insufferable. And I would think most people would agree with me on this. They, they really, and what, the thing is, what fans, they, what fans are fair? And they don't even say that it's like, oh, the refs suck and all that stuff. They think that there's a conspiracy mm, against this, Arsenal. That's the problem. Against yeah, them. exactly. Everyone Wants Arsenal There's to a be plot down. to the, against Arsenal, by the way, which is not true because in the game they played before, that Odegaard handball was not given. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, oh, I, you know, after Arsenal, by the way, in terms of most annoying fan base, I would put Chelsea, not West Ham. Mm, for sure. So for sure. It, I think it, it's just that you don't follow the West Ham. I think fans, it's right? Arsenal, Chelsea, United. Yeah, that United would that would be that would not, be my mm. that would be my ranking. Anyway, going back to you saying. They're not as good in Saka. There's a lot of pressure on Saka, though, because if you see the way they play now, and weirdly enough, I'm going to say something <laughs> really, something I don't want to say. In this game, they were kind of missing Kai Havertz because <gasps> what? in midfield, Odegaard, so 
Rice sits a lot deeper, right? He plays more of a defensive midfielder role, maybe not as much as Rodri, but still, you know. So Odegaard is kind of the sole attacker, right? Mm-hmm. Trossard's not that good. So Odegaard is the sole attacker. And so, he, but the thing is, he mostly just links up with Saka. Martinelli mm-hmm. was barely, he got subbed off in this, because he was barely touching the ball mm-hmm, and people mm-hmm. hated on him because he couldn't get into the game, that he couldn't attack on the left. Because most, but the thing is, is I don't think it's necessarily his problem. He wasn't getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Odegaard was just passing to Saka. When they work, it works well. But just to have Odegaard there without a strong presence in midfield on the left to link up with Martinelli, it wasn't working. And I think you can't just keep relying on Saka. Yeah, all the creativity true. comes I mean, from Odegaard. What is Trossard supposed to do? I thought he was a good player. I well, not in this game. I don't know unnecessarily. Obviously, West Ham defensively were very strong and as also, well. Honestly, Zin- I'm sorry. Yeah, you're talking about the left. Zinchenko is not great. Yeah, I defensively agree. and I agree. offensively, right? Ben, ben White even, is a lot stronger. Even in the in the in the game against Liverpool, what was that like last week? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was so bad, man. He was so bad. I think I think Salah was on his side. He like. Yeah, he really couldn't. He do suffered so much with Salah. He's not that good. Also, Raya is not a very confident um, uh, goalie. Like whenever he gets the ball, you can see that he's kind of like nervous and he doesn't know what to do. Like he doesn't inspire confidence. I don't know. Uh, like the, the West Ham fans are so happy that they got for the price of Rice. Kudus, Ward Prowse, and Alvarez, who have all been fantastic oh, they, this year. Oh, they really all have been Yeah, great. it's like literally the same price, if not lower. And obviously, the one that people don't talk about a lot this year, and he's the reason why West Ham is so good, is the goalie. Ariola is on fire this season. Actually, this game may, wasn't he, his best game, but... He might be, I think, he may be the best goalie in the Premier League this year. He's really good. Uh, for sure, come on. Come on, like, think about how much West Ham... All they do the whole game is... Martinez, I don't know. No, no, no. But West Ham, all they do is just block attacks. That's all they do. Park the bus is basically their specialty, and that's all that's they true. do. That's true. There's more pressure on him. There's definitely way more pressure. There, there's games who, where he saved them uh, completely. And we, like, I don't know if you know this statistic, but I think they, they, they're one of the few teams that haven't lost a single European game in a while. Or maybe they just lost one recently. So... They are crushing it. Good for them. The only problem now is that Paqueta's injured and they will lose a bunch of players to the AFCON. He's going to be back soon, though, he says. It's not a long injury. But he's, he, he does get injured a lot. He's extremely, extremely important to the team, in my opinion. Um, they have been playing Ogbona and Mavropanos. This, Mavropanos is a new guy they got kind of to uh, play like as a sub for Agard. Uh, Agard and Bozuma were out, so I don't I don't know why Agard was out. I guess he got the flu, and the flu that lasted two weeks. <laughs> Weird enough, <laughs> that's fine. It's the flu that will last until Afcon. Okay, so this Ugbona, for instance, they hated him so much last year. They're like, we never want you to play, and also he's very old. He's like twenty four years old, and so that's why they got Agard, I think. And now they're like, oh, Ugbona is doing a good job. It's not bad, and also this Mavropanos dude, he scored. It's his first first goal ever with uh, yeah. West Ham. So yeah. to me. The only decent player in Arsenal this year who's been consistent is Odegaard. The rest, I would it, still put Rice in there. And specifically, Gabriel Jesus, like, I cannot rely on him at all. Well, really you don't can't. think Rice is a good addition to that team? He's still know, very man. important. Uh, I don't know. Nah, Honestly, nah, Rice I, Except for giving his la- the last penalty away for his old club. Yeah, but then... That fucking then Ben fucking Rahma, Rahma. Rahma misses. Well, Ben Rahma did not get called up by the, uh, the, Algerian, the Algerian team. team. And funnily enough, uh, I think maybe two months ago... There was a game that Algeria had against some random team. I don't know if it was friendly or not. And then he literally had kind of like a fight with the, the coach. 
So the coach subbed him off, and as he was leaving the pitch, and he was facing the coach, the coach like and held his held his collar. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like giving him this look, and I think maybe that's why he didn't call him. To be fair, they have a very good team, Algeria, and Ben Rahma has not been performing. West Ham fans hate him so much, and that's that's really that, that makes sense. He hasn't been doing much. Also, we forgot about Antonio. Is he injured? Not that he's great, but. But but to be fair, like you you know that you know obviously center backs and the the back four are so important for their defense. But since they play such a low block, right? That, oh, on, for honest, sure. Honestly, like they all because if you look at the game for a lot of the because they were just parking the bus most of the time, like all ten players were in that yeah, final no, no, third I, in that penalty all, box. That's why I really don't like when they hit on Agard and Zuma and all these players. I'm like, shut the fuck up! You can't be a team that consistently defend. And not make mistakes and not concede. This is the, and sometimes they're really bad offensively. Like sometimes they, like you have like the kudos, the kudos goal. I so I was so surprised they managed to score because whenever they did get the ball in this game, they couldn't keep it. They they're so bad. Sometimes you're just shocked at how bad they are defensively. Offensively, I'm sorry, but like I, and then you get these moments of brilliance from Kudus or even from Antonio, where he just gets the ball and it's a counter attack, and he's between a bunch of players Bowen, and he scores. Bowen is it Bowen or Bowen? Bowen. I both. But Bowen has more goals in the Premier League this, this season by on his own than Saka, Jesus, Martinelli yeah. combined. Like that tells you everything. I would say that says to. more about Jesus as well. For sure, yeah. Because what is what is he actually? And and now, but the, the thing is, now Arsenal fans are complaining that their problem is they don't have a good enough striker. Don't necessarily agree with that. I still think I still believe their problem is like a lot of times. I think their problem is coming from midfield and the attacking, the build up play coming from from people like Zinchenko and stuff is not good enough. True, true. Ben I White agree. can be okay, but I honestly think Gabriel's not bad defensively. Yeah. Partey is injured, I think. Or yeah, no, he was Partey's, suspended. He was suspended in this game. For well, this game. Anyways, he's going as well, so it doesn't That's really true. matter. That's true. Partey is going. But impressive, West Ham. Good for them. Uh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they go a little bit further. I mean, it seems like this strategy works, but. I don't know. I think top six will still be tough. Yeah, I think as long as if they're efficient in their counter attacks, I think they will go far. It's just the problem is that they're not consistently efficient in the counter-attack. But I have to give to them, they do know when to take advantage of these teams' weaknesses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They, Because they, David Moyes, because of the way that he plays, he knows how to spot these but weaknesses. It, and when, when But it's, it's really inconsistent, though. Because this year, they're six. Last year, they were battling relegation. The year before, they're also... That's okay. The it's, it's West Ham. It's, the year before, they were also like six or something like that. So. But it's West Ham, right? They don't consistently win trophies or anything like that. So oh, That's true. Okay, moving on to City. I want to talk about... There's boring. two Boring. Ga- there's two games to talk about. The Sheffield one, yes, I agree. Quite boring. A bit dull. The Especially the first half. There wasn't that oh much attacking gonna, threat. So but, but, you know, this game... Go on my phone the whole time. It, 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 shut up. Ederson basically, had a re- Ederson basically had a rest day. Like, what, what, oh, yeah. what, what was he doing? It, it was, was literally one-sided. 16% uh, possession. Yeah, it was 15%. Sheffield, they had, like, like 0.3 XG, something like that. City... Kept a clean sheet. I don't remember the last time this yeah. has happened. Dude, what's his name was really bad. Um, Kovacic? Uh, no, not Kovacic. The guy uh, who got his... Great. No, Grealish. Grealish was so bad. I think maybe he wasn't in the right mindset because they... Uh, yeah, his I, house feel, was, I, feel, yeah. I do feel bad for about that. Uh, they stole around a million pounds worth of watches and, and I hope he had everything goods. insured. I, I'm, not, I'm not really 
worried yeah, about him true. financially. But, but, but apparently it's his family's like the, fine. His family's yeah, fine. it's more like the, the, the trauma, trauma of going, yeah. He wasn't there, but a lot of his family were, so... Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so they cut, there were some nervy moments. Kovacic lost the ball in those tight areas a lot. D- to be fair, the ability for them to not, like... Because they're playing a team that's so consistently, like, parking the bus. And not just parking the bus. They... Whenever you get the ball, they come attack you. Like the the spaces are the very press, narrow. The, the press, press, yeah, and the spaces between them is so like narrow. So good for City for being able to shoot, and that's what he did. Like uh, Rodri, yeah, goal. fantastic. Because this game is very hard to win. To me, this is a, a good test for them. That like they are actually not a bad team. That if you, you can kept figure, saying because that no that no 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 I agree. I I do think in the second half they were a lot better. Because that's what that's a tough like. The problem with being a very good team is that, and playing a really shitty team, is that it's very hard hey, to win hey, them hey. sometimes. No disrespect to Sheffield. No I disrespect to Sheffield. But, but I yes, guess they're not going to be very it's, open. It's the same problem with Spain, right? Why Spain isn't able to score against so many teams? It's because they just keep possession, they're possession. They're not open, no. yeah. Yeah. But look at City. Good for Rodri. You just need one goal, and then the second half, they were way better, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because the initial was very difficult, right? They they usually have at least seven or eight players in the, near the penalty area. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So the only way was to shoot from 20, 30 yards out, which is what Rodri did. It was a good goal. He made it look pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then in the second half, they subbed a couple players. They Lir- subbed Grealish. literally everywhere. Yeah. Foden had a, such a good second half, I would say. The first half, he was bad. Yeah. In the last two or three games, I think he really shined. Like in this game, so he had two assists, right? A hundred touches, which is a lot. It's a lot for someone who plays in his position. 98 percent pass accuracy six out of six long balls six key passes he had a really good game but to be honest the highlight i think all the fans were looking was that the brighton was warming up that that, that seems to be the highlight of the game but i'm happy with happy with there were some nervy moments but overall it was not bad uh and it was it was a good showing the everton game i think was even more impressive because of the comeback that they had to make Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. went one down one nil down first and I know Everton lost again today against Wolves 3-0, but before the City game, they were having a pretty good run uh, of games, even though they had their 10-point deduction. Yeah. And then they lost, they lose against City and they lose against um, it's just, Wolves. It's just really tough, the periodic this year. It's just very... I swear, there's no easy games. Yeah. Every team is tough. But in this game, at least, it was a comeback story. The mentality, I have to say, was was admirable. The, the, the Men's City controlled the game. I think they actually played pretty well besides that one mistake, which actually came from Rodri and Bernardo Silva that they, led to that goal. They have a lot of uh, wrong passes. A lot of inaccurate Misplaced, passes, yeah. yeah. In, against um, Sheffield United, it was ridiculous. So many, so many. And it, to me, it seems like it's a lack of focus. And also, maybe it's a lack of... Uh, motivation dude you just have like you want everything right super cup uh, mundialito you want all those like three cups uh, but i do think it's it's characteristic of a lot of teams now that lose even arsenal who used to also control because i think a lot of teams now play with higher press so for sure yeah yeah, for sure so exactly i agree with you i agree with you it's like they changed the way we play football and so it's very hard for you to... Just to, to keep possession mm, constantly. Mm, mm. John Stones gets injured again. But okay, I have to I have a point to make. Just regardless of how well you play when you're not injured, but if you're so prone to injury, yeah. you could you're never useless. be considered a good yeah, player, honestly. right? That's why I don't consider... What's his name? Uh, James. Reese James a good player. No. You can't, right? You if can't. you just keep getting injured. Especially I can't compare you to other right backs because... Those right backs play way more. So they have way more opportunities to fuck up. And they have also way more opportunities to do a good job. So if you just play a few games and you shine, then 
okay, dude, you're always injured. I can't rely on you as well. Right, exactly. So, I, I don't, Rich James to me is useless, because, especially because you can't rely on him. He's always injured all the time. And even this John Stones. Yeah, John Stones. That's what I'm saying. I barely I, see him play. That's what I'm, especially this past year or, two, year or two. Like, I just don't think that you could keep getting injured like that and be work towards being one of the best. So the whatever, thing is, these people position. who get injured constantly, I don't know if it's just something about them, like about their physique that makes them get injured all the time, or it's actually the way they conduct themselves, the way they train, the way... Probably both. Mm, Probably it's both. tricky because there's a lot of Moroccan players as well, like that Ziyech gets injured a lot. Like, I, I don't know. I Probably don't know. It's just, uh, I, I also feel bad for them, but at the same time, the club is here to win, so... And they need players they can Even rely Neymar on. towards the end. Dude, Neymar is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, honestly, Neymar is such a waste of a talent. It's extremely unfortunate. And in his case, I honestly think it's just lack of, lack of, lack of good discipline. conduct, lack of discipline. Yeah. His, it's, it's obvious to me, right? The guy, it was a, such a massive mistake for him to leave Barcelona. And it was all like a shit show of a deal. Yes, they made 200 million out of it, but it was all like, oh, the, the, the president went to jail for it because he lied. This is a whole shit show. And obviously, he didn't do so well in, in, uh, in PSG, but it's okay. The problem is, is that when your genetics don't work in your favor, you got to work even harder yeah. to go against it, right? Yeah. No, no, for sure. Especially, right? you got to work against it. I agree. It. Especially when you're young, your metabolism changes. And then, oh, all of a sudden, you, didn't, you could eat a lot and still be so skinny. But now, like, your metabolism changes, and then you probably get more of the genetics that your family had. Have. Like, and a lot of Moroccan players are like that, right? They can't keep... Look at the guy Saibari. He also has a little mm, bit of... But uh, he's young. He's young, but you, you should... And he has a problem with weight. Like, a lot of... I, I, do, I do think that a lot of it is genetics. Like, look at fucking Sergio Busquets. I think he eats. But look, the guy is so fucking skinny all the time. No, it's it's a lot of it. Ziyech as well. You think yeah. Ziyech doesn't eat? <laughs> no, a lot of it's genetics. And I there are certain players that may not have... For example, Messi had definitely has genetics that work in his favor. He may not be, you know, he may not eat whatever he wants to, but I still think that he doesn't Ronaldo. He doesn't need to work as hard as someone like, you know, yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah. Right? And Ronaldo, everyone's talking about how Ronaldo scored like the highest number of goals this season, 53 goals. But no, no, I no, got more, so, I think. Ronaldo's fans were so happy that Haaland's injured because they're like, yes, Haaland okay. can't score All more right, goals than we, Ronaldo. Can we just, uh, as much as I like the, the, the Saudi league and I've watched the recent Etihad, uh, Etihad and Nasser uh, game, but I'm sorry, you you just can't compare the level of the goalies and the de- defense at all, literally. Like except Bono, no, Bono maybe Mendy as well, but like like the guy that El Tihad has, he sucks. And also defensively, those teams are really bad, very easy to score. So you can't compare that with the Premier League. I mean, let's be realistic, or even La Liga or the other some of the other top European leagues. I have a lot of ranting to say about Barcelona. Let's let's get it started. Because I haven't ranted about them in a, We're, in a while. We've been looking forward to this for a while. <laughs> My rants about Barcelona are just not the same. So. Okay, so it's the cringiest team ever. And they just keep getting cringe every, <laughs> every day. Uh, so I'm going to talk first about their stadium. Because as you know, uh, F- Barcelona has been playing their games in this a uh, new stadium called, or actually not new, they just renovated it, Estadi Olympic Luis Company. Uh, while waiting for the Camp Nou to be renovated, I think the Camp Nou needed to be renovated. It's super old. Uh, if you've ever been to the Camp Nou, like we have, I think, two years ago, it's pretty old. It's a bit decrepit. 
renovation is much needed. This Olympic Stadium was actually built in 1929, so it's pretty old. It's an Olympic Stadium. You can see the track or the track and field, whatever you call it. And Barca had to upgrade it a little bit. Uh, and the issue they have is they have really low attendance. And you yeah, can see it. It's so evident. It's extremely embarrassing. And you can see it clearly when you watch the games. Um, and also, like, I think that it's really, that, like, they're really far. The, 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 the spectators or the fans are really far because it's a track and field. Like, I'm used to that in Morocco because that's all, mostly all they have, but all, all we have. But it's just very different from the Premier League. But just say that it's annoying to get to. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get to that. So the, the stadium's official capacity is 54,000, uh, almost 54,000, a little bit more uh, seats. Although almost 10% of those seats have limited visibility. So only 49,000 have 100% pitch views for a football match. Uh, so those shitty seats that you see empty are the lower, are in the lowest section, the closest to the track field. And you see that they're empty most of the time. They have the worst visibility. And the first games, they didn't cover them. So they just looked empty. So now they cover them with this like... Uh, tarp? Yeah, tarp, exactly. And, and uh, the first time I saw actually the tarp was uh, with Madrid during COVID. Madrid is so smart. They used COVID to actually renovate the stadium. The stadium. Mm-hmm. And so there was a bunch of tarp everywhere on the stadium. So Barcelona has been averaging an attendance of 41,000. With their most recent game against Atleti, only 34,000. That was surprising. Yeah, that, was that was a huge game. But don't you think, I'm sorry, these are just excuses. If you're hardcore fans, you don't care about, oh, it's the no, hard to no, get no. to. No, no, no. But honestly, it's, it's more than that, right? Because I don't think you've been to, it's really far, Francesca. It's, it's, you, you practically can't watch the game at all. So the problem that happened is that Barcelona initially increased the price of the season ticket by 30 to 40% to transfer to the new stadium. It's, it's horrible. The fans were so upset and unhappy that they slashed the price 25% from the old price. So basically 50% from the new price. <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. Their ticket passes now cost between 870 to 300 and, and, or between 360 what are, so what did you get to 870. Ticket, what is a ticket pass? You think you get access to all the games. So it's not crazy. All games? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not crazy so you expenses. Can, you can go as long as you, you know, you're but there's early a, But there's a wait list, right? So uh, these people are the people who, who had the access to the Camp Nou and they wanted to transfer. So if you are in the new one, you'll have to wait, right? So according to Athletic, of the 80,000 season ticket holders at Camp Nou, only 17,000 have taken up the option to move to, uh, I think you call it Montreal. Apparently, it's like Jewish mountain. You see, mm. Mount Tariq, right? Mm. Uh, the club has made 27,000 places available to them, uh, with the rest to be left to open to the general, uh, to general public, general sale. So why don't people want to go? As you said, the, the, the stadium is more difficult to reach. Uh, not enough parking spots, apparently. Especially at the beginning, they couldn't park at all. And then they suggested, oh, you can park a little bit further and then walk 20 minutes or take a shuttle. So it's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a hassle. I think clearly sure. they didn't choose a good temporary stadium. Yeah, but they but don't, they don't have, have other options. Yeah, they don't have other options. But and I think Camp Nou needs to be Okay, to then be this, is, has, this is not all on Barca. Right? No, no, it's not all on Barca. So Mandrik also gets pretty cold because it's, uh, it's basically a like mountain. a mountain. Yeah, it's a hill. Uh, so... And the stadium is not covered as well. So you see it's like a little bit exposed, it's not covered, so it's probably going to get really cold. So people did not want to take the chance of actually getting a season ticket. Oh, and I'm not going to be able to go and all this shit. Uh, people were annoyed at the price increase for sure because I think the way they look at the club, and I look at it also as a fan, is that I see the club as... Opportunistic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they try to fucking make money out of the fans in every single way they can. Oh, let me sell the seats. Let me sell the grass. You see the grass in this tiny boxes. 
Like, what the fuck, right? Also, not a great visibility, right? Obviously, why would I go? It is really far. Uh, the return of the uh, the Camus is scheduled for is scheduled on I think um, somewhere around I think in November two thousand twenty four uh, with a with a one two third capacity and then ninety to ninety five percent in twenty twenty five and then one hundred and one hundred capacity one hundred percent capacity by June twenty twenty six so. I feel like they're losing a lot of revenue from uh, the stadium, and also just have to accept that though. What, yeah, what, what but, can they incentivize? But the, people the to? problem is, it's it's part of like the fans being in the stadium. It's an important part for like yeah, the players. How, what, right? what can they do to incentivize the fans to go? Yeah, I don't know. Even if they all go, it's just not the same as Camp Nou. I mean, you can clearly tell with Camp Nou is even though it's like really big and ninety thousand like seats. Anywhere you go, you you feel like you're close. Yeah, mm. right. Remember, it's not that far. No, I... It's, I, like, compact and round like this. I agree. Like That's this. also think it is a contributing factor to their... Even not their amazing record at home. I don't. I wouldn't say it's the biggest factor, but it definitely contributes. I mean, you, you don't want to play in an empty stadium when oh, for your sure. fans are not there to support you. So It's just, like, everything is, is, is going to shit with this club. And we can also see that from the games. So they lost to Antwerp in Champions League 3-2. That, so this is just in the past two, three weeks. Tied with Valencia 1-1. Barely won Almeria 3-2. Winning, winning goal was at the 83 minutes. Lost to Club America in a fucking friendly in Dallas. So embarrassing. I just cannot stand Xavi anymore. Fourth in La Liga after 18 games with seven points from the leaders Madrid and Girona. Conceded 21 goals. Lost two games and tied five. And only won 11 games. So okay, the problem in these all these numbers is that you don't see the you don't see the real issue. The real issue is that they can't fucking score. They miss all the time. They have the highest xG, forty one point four. They score thirty four goals, way also ahead of yeah, way ahead of Girona with an xG. Girona's xG is thirty four point one and scored forty two goals. They're overperforming the xG, yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck? So it shows you how much they miss, and you know that, right? Look at fucking yeah, Lewandowski. No, it's clear, it's clear. Yeah, he misses all the time. Most big chances. In all of La Liga, 70. And most big chances missed, 48. It's the same case as Chelsea, by the way. Yeah. Chelsea has most chances missed. <laughs> Good for you, Barcelona. Now you're like Chelsea because you basically want to emulate a club like Chelsea. Good for you. Good for you. But they're doing better than Chelsea on the table. No matter Dude, what Chelsea kinda, does, they're still 10th. It's fucking embarrassing. It's, uh, you can't compare that with La Liga. It's, the Premier League is way tougher. Th- that's true, but they are further from the top. Than, the, than a lot of these there, there because is, the Premier League team is the, the teams up top they're pretty tight but in, in Barcelona's case they're pretty far off Madrid and, uh, is this Girona or Girona I don't know I think it's Girona Girona people sure. say both no no in, in Spanish it's probably Girona I've been saying Girona but I feel like it's wrong so it's it's to me I really blame Xavi I think Xavi needs to, to get the fuck out because I think there is an attitude problem in the team they're not very serious about defending. They're not very serious. You missing constantly, what does that mean? This means that you don't train. You can't just be unlucky all the time, right? Xavi is not a good coach. He's not a good coach or he's not a good coach for a team like Barcelona. Maybe he could be a good coach for a team in Qatar or maybe even a team in, I don't know, Deportivo Alaves. I'm just giving a random... I think he's not a good tactician. Yeah. Because when depending... He plays the same way against whoever you're playing against. You put because there's quality on the Barcelona squad that they can produce a lot of the times goals and wins. Exactly, exactly. But exactly. but but outside of the individual excellence and the able to you know the ability to play certain people um, on the pitch, other than that, like when you're facing certain opponents, I feel like 
they create all these chances they can't finish because tactically he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know. And, and you can see that in, in defense, right? In defense, they're in shambles. They don't know what to do. They have Araujo that... Araujo has had a bit of a drop-off, though. Yeah, but, but I think it's also... He's not a bad player. It's just partly on the coach. And maybe they should actually sell him to Bayern Munich who wants 100 million or who's willing to pay, I'm sorry, 100 million. So maybe they could... Uh, it's good for them to get that money, right? Uh, to be better financially, because I think also being in a, in a horrible financial situation does not help the club. And they just can get that Shadi Riyadh guy back. They will get him back in June and just rely on like uh, uh, these like young uh, these young players. But I I don't think they're gonna go far if they just keep Xavi as a coach. Let's talk. You know what? Because he didn't have a lot of experience. Look at Walid. You're right. Walid was a coach in Qatar for this Duhayel team. Then he went to coach another team in Rabat, a, a big team, right? And then he went to Widat and won stuff with them, right? Won, like, the Moroccan League and won the Champions League. And then he came to Morocco to do all that stuff. Look at how many experiences. Xavi just went to Qatar. Oh, let me coach a little bit and then I'm going to come back to it. it's insane to me that people are already listing him as one of the top coaches. How has he proven so himself to be a so top coach? You win one La Liga, you're Barcelona. Winning one La Liga doesn't mean anything. After, it's just, it just, to me, it's... How it's many true. things has Ancelotti won? Actually, Ancelotti has only won one La Liga with Real Madrid, which in five years, which is... But, but he's he won, won two so Champions many, yeah, League and yeah. he's won other things. With he's, other clubs. He won no, the Copa del Rey. He won you the... Can't even, you can't even compare him to the Chichavi. Yeah. So the other thing that they did recently is they um, unveiled Victor Roque, or I think they called Roque, I think. I don't know what he's called. Uh, Roque? Bra- Brazilian. Brazilian, yeah. As a uh, Barcelona player, he had his first training session yesterday. Uh, December 29th. Uh, so the 18-year-old striker signed the contract until June 2021. And his stats are, I guess, okay. They're not... He's not going to solve their problems. Yeah, they're not that bad. In 2023, uh, he, he played 25 matches, scored 12 goals in the Serie A. I mean, I think it's okay. He's not... Let's see. I mean, he's super young as well. He's only 18. Uh, the club nick- nicknamed him. T- nicknamed him- okay, I can't pronounce. The club nicknamed him Tigrino, i.e., Little Tiger. And they posted a clip. I don't know if you saw this, of a huge tiger wandering the pitch without any leash. Barcelona. Yes. Why are you cringe all the time? Just focus on playing football. They should fire their social media team. I know. Well, this is not just social media. To to go and hire a, a fucking tiger and do all this stuff. It's also the marketing team. Doesn't matter. I'm just saying they're the press team. So their it's social just, media team. It's just a marketing campaign to compete with Madrid's signing of. But Endric. I'm sorry, you're wrong. It is social media because they only post this on social media. This is for social media. It's their social media no, team. No, no, I get that, but this is not their ads on TV. This is social media. No, no, no. I get that, but it's. It's different between just going, like they have to get approved with the marketing team. But it doesn't matter. It's Instagram. Like, for example, I run the Instagram account. I want to make this content. And so then I go and say, okay, this is the content I want to make. Make it happen. That's, it's yeah, a, it's the social media team. The social media team does a lot. Yeah, it's just horrible. I think it's just that they have this marketing campaign where they try to compete with Madrid's sign-in. I think he's called Endrick. He's 16 or 17 years old. 17 yeah, years old. Right. And he's going to join Madrid in July 2024. So... If you want to compete with Madrid, maybe play better no, football. But the, but the problem is, <laughs> Madrid getting this guy is kind of like the, an icing on top of the cake. Exactly. Right. Exactly. For them, they're like, oh, he's going to solve our... Yeah. No, he's not. He's not going to solve your problems. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's rely on another 18-year-old. Especially like when Lewandowski never gets benched. What is this guy supposed to do? Get subbed in at the 80th it's minute? such a bad team. I don't know. Like, I can't It's sub- not a bad team. It's, they don't know how to play together. They don't know how to play well together no, it's just to score not a, goals, it's just, right? I'm sorry. You're just not, a, not the best a team that people 
are used to watching it's just so horrible i mean as a fan i i don't know i don't know it's just i'm so frustrated all the time watching them it's just like watching this random shitty team in the premier league that can't get their shit together and the problem is they think they're so good oh as you said it's just because they have good players xavi that has no addition to the he doesn't he doesn't give anything to the to the team and it just shows you like if you look at their stats i'm sorry you you realize that a lot of their their goals they score it last minute right it's just they're, they're saved by these last minute goals and they have the one of the most goals in the last exactly so when you look at their results it just doesn't give you the full picture right you don't see how bad they're defensively you don't see how they don't play well together you don't see a lot of things right and I don't know, like you go to Club America and you lose three two in Dallas. I mean, and they played like Frankie Leon. Get your fucking yeah, get your fucking shit together. I don't understand. Isn't it crazy to you that like him having the stint at Barcelona in the two or three years he's been there has already kind of, for me at least, tainted a bit of his huge legacy as a Barcelona player. For sure, yeah. right? Like, because mm-hmm. people have short term memory, right? Like they forget about how important, and amazing he was, and they're just thinking about him as a coach. And you're like, oh well, now people forgot what a legend you are of Barcelona. They just now they what they remember is you as a coach, yeah. which is really sad. And right? I and I also don't. I'm not like one of those fans that just wants to keep firing coaches left and right. I think that's horrible. A lot of teams just keep recycling coaches. But this guy has gotten a chance. He's been at Barcelona for more than a year. I think way Three more. Three Okay. He, you can't call it a project anymore. I'm yeah, like, no, dude, no, no, you just true. gonna. Okay. I said it. How, I said it in my solo podcast. How yeah. long is this gonna be a project? You are a he shit keeps, team. He keeps saying it though. Oh, we're developing. It's a work he in progress. Ma- he always makes excuses. He's always just, just lately, lately, not so it's much. It's like now. ETH. ETH. We played well. Shut the fuck yeah, up, we were dude. the you're, dominant team. Yeah, you're so bad. How are you? How are you good? I'm, I'm, at least ETH, he did something last year, right? He did something. He achieved way more, in my opinion, than wh- whatever Xavi did. Also, I'm sorry. Individually, Barcelona has way better players than United. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like one for on sure. one. Come on, for you sure, can't yeah. compare. Look at Frankie De Jong. Look, Look at any of those players would go to. The best sure, teams in the yeah. world. And Pedri, Frankie De Jong, Araujo, even Kunde, like, like uh, I mean, Joao Cancelo, man. Joao Cancelo, uh, even embarrassing. Joao Felix could go to still very good teams. Like, I'm sorry, individually, uh, and uh, you have Tesh Stegen. So he's been injured, but yeah, he's I been think injured. it's, it's so, also partly why why they're so bad this year. I anyway, mean. I'm just saying, one on one, he didn't get more because those players, any manager would love to have a lot of those players. So yeah, but. I'm so frustrated. I don't know what that Laporte or is Laporta or Laporte. Laporta. Laporta. I always confuse him. Yeah, with the, yeah. Laporta. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's thinking. But anyways, that guy's crazy. Right? I don't like him. After this huge rant, uh, let's go to uh, the Afcon. I know you don't care a lot about. No, the I Afcon, actually, I actually, I actually I, do. No, no, my main thing is I'm looking forward to it. I want to see Morocco play and stuff. It's just the most part. The biggest thing is I don't really know. The other teams. Yeah, but right? you actually know them because a lot of players. No, you're I know gonna be able couple, to recognize them. I couple in Algeria and Egypt, but like that—that's pretty much it. I don't really know about Ivory Coast. I don't really know about. You know about Ivory Coast? They have uh, what's his name? They have Fofana. They have. Okay, I know like see. what two players? No, actually, you know a lot in Ivory Coast. Kessie. Uh, oh, they have Kessie. Yeah. But but, but yeah. he was he sucked at the end of Barcelona. I mean, and I don't. he plays in, in the Saudi league now, so. But anyways, the 2020 Africa African Cup of Nations is set, set to start on the 13th of Jan, uh, all the way to the 11th of it's Feb. It's long. It's long, yeah. Yeah. 
It will be held in, the, in Ivory Coast with the participation of 24 teams across six stadiums. So basically six groups. Did you know that the, what is the capital of uh, Ivory Coast? It's actually not Abidjan. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the capital of Ivory Coast is not Abidjan, but it's Yamu Sukro. So I didn't know that. Maybe I'm, I'm not that smart. But anyways, um, uh, I learned something new. There's six groups. Uh, group A is Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea, Guinea-Bissau. Group B, Egypt, Ghana, Cap Verde, Mozambique. This is a tough group, for sure. Group C, Senegal, Cameroon. Wow. Guinea, the Gambia. Group D, Algeria, Burkina Faso, Mauritania, Angola. Group E, Tunisia, Mali, South Africa, Namibia. And Group F, Morocco, DR, Congo, Zambia, and Tanzania. So arguably, Morocco has a very easy group, right? Uh, if you look, and also, it's actually not that hard to... Because the, the top two teams qualify plus the best third. So it's not horribly hard to qualify to the next stage. Is there a playoff for the third, best third? No, there's no playoff. It's just they look at the... Uh, no, they just look at the best third in terms of points and all that stuff. So a lot of countries released their squad list this week. So they increased how many players they could have from 23 to 27. So it's up to 27 players. You don't need to have 27 players, but at least 23. Uh, Premier League, Man City and Newcastle are the only teams that have no players going to AFCON. Mm, says a lot about Pep. Uh, actually, <laughs> sure. well, but these two teams uh. are owned by uh, uh, Middle Eastern, well, you know, <laughs> okay. Gulf oil money. Okay, because they so because they, they're they, the ones they're the ones who decide so, so, what players you get. Wait, wait, wait. So if you want to say, then you can say that Gulf people are racist towards Africans. I don't know, man. I didn't say anything. It's just a very <laughs> weird thing to to observe because Africa. Wait, come on, there's not a ton of players go, like from Africa. There's so many. It's like more in France. If you have a French team that doesn't have any African players, then the guy's really racist. Oh, like what's like what's his name? Gautier. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, yeah. I cannot believe he said all that stuff. Yeah, no, but but you agree with me, right? It's mm. not the same level. Come no, on. I'm just joking. I have no idea why they don't have any African players. It's uh, it's a little bit weird. Also, I don't know why Nottingham Forest has set seven players that are going to the Afghan. Isn't that weird? West Ham, after that, after them with the four players. Uh, they're going to be big misses like Salah, Partey, Onana, and Amrabat. I guess Onana is not a big miss. I think a lot of United fans are really excited to, for him too. <laughs> I think they, they, they want to see. They may not the be very goalie. hopeful, but they may want to see, oh, maybe he will be better. Uh, De Gea, can you come for a one-month loan? <laughs> but I think people are getting too excited about this because it's not going to be one month. Like, what are the chances that you're going to actually spend the whole month there and play all the games? No, they're going to get knocked out, especially Morocco. I'm pretty sure they will get knocked out. So just calm down. I mean, the- even Cameroon. Actually, you, you you're wrong. think they're going to go all the way? No, no. Cameroon is, is, has very good record. And they're very good with the, with the, in, in the AFCON. Okay, so well, like Cameroon- let's, let's hope Onana fucks it up for them then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't... So, you, like, he was... He, he's kind of like Ziyech where he retired. Uh-huh. You know he had all those problems, right? He basically retired from international football and then came back. He fought with the um, coach and the team, right? A lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like the Moroccan squad. I I was going to mention player by player, but I guess a lot of people are not going to know the players. Let's let's save it until, you know, when the the AFCON actually starts or when we get closer. Exactly. Okay. So the the squad list by value, I think the first one is Nigeria. They have such a good squad. It's valued at $450 Then after that comes Morocco, 350. Then Ivory Coast, 315. Not too bad. And Senegal, 266. Senegal is, is Mane the... Mane still playing? Yeah, okay. he's there. So Mane is definitely there. They have Jackson there, which is maybe more of a liability <laughs> than an asset. Yeah, I'm like, Chelsea ain't going to miss it. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, so my prediction is that I think the contenders are probably Cameroon, 
Ivory Coast and um, Egypt for sure. Right. Egypt's always gonna be in there, right? Egypt is always in there. You're not very bullish on Algeria. Algeria maybe, but Algeria has a lot of problems. Kind of like Morocco, they have really mm. good teams, but you never know what to expect. Uh, Nigeria, I don't think they're gonna go far. In my opinion, it's just full of stars. They all I've watched or I've followed some of their games that they've played before. The Afghan, they haven't had great results. Okay, got I don't it. think there's, so the women's good team, team is better. Oh, for sure, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I mean, better in terms of results, not better in terms of like on paper. Uh, also, Egypt. What's good about Egypt is they have at least ten players from Al Ahly, and Al Ahly uh, dominates. But, uh, yeah, they, they have a lot of players from the. What's good about Egypt? They have a lot of players from the local league. But what you can't discount is the fact that when you're used to playing together. Exactly. So yeah. Al Ahly, all these players are used to playing together, and also they're used to playing in the African Champions League against a lot of these, in, in like this. Tougher conditions and all of that stuff. So that's why a I'm te- very that's bullish why a team on Asia. like Morocco and maybe even Nigeria, nah, with nah. all these t- players abroad, it's so, tough. So it's very like I don't, I don't think people realize, but it's not like a lot of the cities in Ivory Coast, other than Abidjan, does, doesn't have a lot of hotels. So M- Morocco is in this other city called San Pedro, I think. And the problem there is that they don't like the players don't all have a hotel for them, right? So what they did is that they distributed players on multiple villas. So that's already not great. Oh, they're not in the same villa. No, because they can't. Like oh, they don't have hard. a massive you mean this hotel. Hard for like team spirit. And yeah, stuff? of course. Yeah. Tunisia is even worse. Apparently, they have a massive suite where people sleep in the same suite, kind of same room, like eight people or something like that, which is ridiculous, right? So how is that? How is that good for for like a team's preparation? And also the humidity. Like basically, right now, if you want to travel to San Pedro to watch Morocco, there's no more hotels left. Nothing. It's because there there weren't that many hotels to begin with. And when I go back to Morocco, I see that we have so many hotels, especially in places like Marrakesh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that, actually, that actually matters a lot. So it's a little bit like AFCON is always difficult to, to play because of all these conditions, right? That's why I think Egypt doesn't care that much because they're used to this. Ali always dominates. So what's it's, your prognosis for Morocco? Do you think they can reach quarterfinals? I think max. Okay. Max. And I think, honestly, there might be a surprise there where they could not get knocked out of the group stage. That's what happened to Algeria. So Algeria, they won in 2019 and 2021, get knocked it's out of the, the group curse. stage. It's the curse of winning. So maybe Senegal will get knocked out of the group stage this time. Uh, at the same time, the AFC Asia Cup is going to go on at the same time in Qatar. Starts on the 12th of Jan. We'll cover it next week, hopefully. But Did China qualify? Yeah, man. And China, wow, they qualify. And China and Hong Kong are playing in different groups. I didn't know that. I thought Hong Kong didn't actually participate. I told you all constantly that they yeah, always they've been yeah. playing the Olympics for for as long as I can remember. China's <laughs> with Qatar, okay, in the same. China with Qatar, Tajikistan, and Lebanon. So honestly, the I'm no shitting. But, I'm not shitting but, on the but, Asia but, Cup, but it's so easy. I understand. Look at all the but, like, Indonesia, Hong but Kong. I'm, but I'm sorry, dude. To, Palestine. Okay, you're Palestine right. in Group C. Sorry. But Tottenham is really gonna miss Sun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And really. I, I would argue Korea will go pretty far. Well, Korea and Japan. To me, yeah. it's just Korea and Japan, Saudi Arabia as well. Saudi Arabia is in the group of Thailand, uh, Kyrgyzstan, and Oman. I mean, uh, okay, sure. South, South, South sorry, Korea. This, this Palestine thing is a joke. I mean, like, Iran, Iran is a good team. So Iran is going to be easy for them to dominate that group. It's Palestine, I think recently Hong Kong, China lost against Palestine. It was such a joke. No. Something like that. I mean, 
they have troubles even i think trouble even traveling so like how could they train and all that stuff yeah. so i'm way more excited about the afcon than the asia cup though i, I mean definitely i'm gonna, no, I'm gonna I, watch it for sure but no maybe we'll watch the oh final. it's gonna be more difficult to watch because it's in qatar the time difference it's still not as bad it's still not australia well on the bright side they have some use to all the stadiums they built so that's a good thing too yeah no but honestly none of none of the time zones are uh, impossible except when it was the women's world cup in australia that was terrible i couldn't watch anything yeah that's true Okay, well, uh, I'm glad you're back with your Barcelona rants. I really miss those. It's just not the same when I bitch about Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's, we, we have to wait for your rants about Man City. Oh, I did, do, I did do a couple rants, though. Oh, because when, when you were not here, they were on that, like, drawing oh, streak, no. right? So I was just like, oh, God. I think you had some content. I mean, like, I was just, just repeating the fact that, you know, they're, they're really... I, I, I still believe this, by the way. I think this, this league, is, is, they're not competing for the title. Yeah, why would they even care? I'm sorry, I just don't think... I think they'd be good with a cup. Yeah. That that would be a good... I know but they But they can't do the FA Cup, right? They lost. So they're not no, playing No, they're out of the Carabao Cup. Okay. But they still have the FA Cup. Honestly, yeah, I think they would be good if they win any single cup this year. N- not excluding the, the, the Club World Cup, whatever. But yeah, so, you know, you missed my whole rant about the city. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but Thank God. <laughs> Shut up! But I, I must say, your Barcelona rants are more are more fun because it's way more shit to yeah, rant because, about. Yeah, because they're just so they're so disoriented, like dysfunctional as a club that it, there's just it's not the just only, the performance. The, on the only pitch. teams that that you could have good rants about is Man is, United. Oh, that's yeah, true. United. Man United and Chelsea a little bit. Although Chelsea, it's a little bit. They're a bit, bit better this year. They're a bit more. But they're less. They're less fun to show. It was last year's. Yeah, last year everyone was the butt of the joke. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please leave us a five star review wherever you're listening from. We hope um, that you have a wonderful New Year. Happy New Year! Yeah, and we'll see you in the New Year. Bye.